Greetings, readers. This is the Recap Book Chat. We are thrilled that you're with us because reading illuminates your life like a star. As J.R.R. Tolkien said, little by little, one travels far. Welcome to the Recap Book Chat. We're so glad that you're here. And we have wrapped up 2021 with a fantastic read called All the Light We Cannot See by Anthony Doerr, recommended by the lovely Christy Crockett. Yes, thank you, Christy. This was yeah. a phenomenal read. I mean, for, okay, first impressions of the read. What, what was your, how did it make you feel when you finished it, I should say? Well, um, I, when we were reading this, uh, and we, we read um, Unbroken, which was kind of the same time period. This is a different place where you're in Paris. But this author, he is very, um, he has a lot of faith in his readers because he's all over the place. I mean, he doesn't even tell you anything where you're at. He just starts the book. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and you said, this is not for the what I forgot your terminology, but basically you said something about this is not for an easy read because you've got to be on your toes as a reader. Yes. Do you it's remember not, saying that? Yes. Because not only do you have flash forwards, flashback, I mean, it is going every, it's, he's all over the board. You're following, you, there's two main characters you're following their life story, but it's back and forth. It's not a, it's not a relaxing read, (laughs) but it is a workout. And, you know, sometimes you need a relaxing read and sometimes you want to work out and this is it. And you said, how did I feel when I finished it? I wrote it down, saddened by the destruction of lives, living and dead caused by the war. And I, then I put standing in line five hours for a loaf of bread. Mm. And just to react, you know, how easy our lives are and, um, how of course the girl the main character is uh, a french girl she's 16 years old and and she's blind but she wasn't born blind she lost her sight so and and they always call her marie laurie they don't ever say marie they always say marie laurie did you notice that yeah uh, no i didn't notice that it's always hyphenated her name's hyphenated but um and she's freckled and smart and brave, you know, I just, uh, I really, I liked her so much because her, and her relationship with her father. Yes. She, she called Papa. What a strong relationship. Uh, and what a good man. Like, yeah, he, he didn't, you know, it would be so easy to coddle her and to just help her, but he wanted her to be independent and that ended up saving her. You know, like, and, but but yet he did want her to be independent. But was he not the epitome of patience? Oh yes. Remember when he would take her out and she would panic, and then he'd say, "We'll do it tomorrow," and we'll do. It. And he kept getting farther and farther from home. But I mean, the epitome of patience. That took years for her yes. to be able to kind of walk in the streets without him. Yes. And he was a locksmith for the museum. And he would take her to the locksmith. So she had these other relationships with people at the museum. And so she's learning all the time. 
And then on the flip-flop of that is a German boy, Werner, and I think his name is Finnig, and he has white hair. Yes. So we got a blind girl, and then we have a Werner, and you're reading to see where are their paths going to cross? When are they going to cross? Are they going to get together, you know? and Because he's he a German boy. Yeah. yeah, he's an orphan. His dad was killed in the mine, and he has a little sister named Jetta, who is real spunky, and you just have to love her. And uh, and you kind of get a picture of the brainwashing that went on in the, the German yeah. youth. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I, I wasn't really aware of that. I guess I, I guess that makes sense, you know, but it's 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 horrible what they what they put kids through to brainwash them to be able to do atrocities. Like, yes. And he was one, um, I think I wrote that down somewhere, but he did not want to make waves. Werner did not. His sister did. And when they, and, and Werner was gifted, he, he, they found this old broken down radio and he, he takes it all apart and puts it all together and it's working and they're listening to it and they, they learn all this, all the many things, you know, because this is kind of before the war and they're hearing all this. And then one, did you, did you get, I was so sad because one night he just smashed it to protect his sister. Yeah. And I, I was just like, because he loved it so much and he's the one that it took him forever to figure out how to get to working but his sister he was doing that to protect her because you know there's a you could get in a lot of trouble if you had a radio or death even i guess if you had anything you weren't supposed to have but he didn't explain that to her so she hated him for it yeah for a while anyway but but at one point she said of him it was hard for him not to do what was expected of him and I think when you and I read the Gretchen Rubin book, you said most people are obligers. Didn't you say yes. that? The, the higher yes. percentage. So all of those people were going to follow and do what Hitler said. Mm-hmm. So, well, and you know, it's interesting that you say that too, because this book brought to light something that I don't think I was really, I, I don't think a lot of people are aware of. I wasn't necessarily aware of it is how, uh, poor of conditions germany was in before world war ii like the the people were starving they i mean they the economy was bad like and so hitler took this i mean impoverished bad economy and and started changing that and which we know in in not very good ways but he started changing that so the people were like oh well that's why they were so easily led by hitler because you know, I feel like if desperate people will will do desperate things a lot of times. True. And so it's mm-hmm. like, oh, well, he's taking care of us. Our families are being fed now and all this. And so he must be right what he's saying because it's working for us. And and so then they went from being the low man on the totem pole to being the top dog. And so you can kind of see where that would that is just a recipe for a disaster. You know. Yeah, and he in the way that the Anthony Doerr takes you in the mind of a child. So we're not seeing this from grown-ups. Like in yes. Unbroken, that was grown-ups. Of course, that was a true story. But in this one, and Marie Laurie, she says, we all grew up before we were grown. Yes. And I said, oh, my goodness, that's so true. And one point, uh, Werner says to her, uh, you are so brave. And she says, 
uh, I love this quote. It is not bravery. I have no choice. I wake up and live my life. Don't you do the same? Mm. And I don't know if he did. He didn't live like her. He basically did what he was told. Yes. But he was in a different environment, too. Yeah, but his sister was in the same, you know, they both grew up in the orphanage. And um, his sister said, "It is, is it right, Jetta says, to do something only because everyone else is doing it? And isn't that the, you know, have, how many parents have said, if, if all your friends jumped off a cliff, would you jump off a cliff too? Well, that's yeah. basically what she's saying. So. Well, when he, he is chosen to go to this special school because of his, I mean, he is so smart uh, that he, he's unbelievable. Because in the little orphanage outside of that whole mining town, he's fixing everybody's stuff. You know, he can fix anything. And so he's chosen and he feels really um, excited about it, but then at one point, in his writing, Anthony Doerr, he, he he describes it as soon the school feels like a grenade with its pin pulled. Mm. Yeah. I mean, he he has such good writing. It's totally different than anything I had read before. Yes. Yeah, he he's able to capture the tension. Like you're you're you are just you're there with them, and it's yeah. He's a really good writer, though. You're right. He is. A and really he we and then then we meet uh, her uncle. What I think it's her great uncle, Marie Laurie, who has suffered in the previous war, and he has uh, is an angrophobia, angrophobia where he can't go out. Mm-hmm. And a tin is his name. A lot of colorful characters, and they and they he gives them a lot of depth too. Just like what you said on the uncle. You, you kind of got to see the effects of the war. That was from World War One, and just how horrible that was and how that affected his entire life. And he's still dealing with that. And, and how a, a blind girl who was forced to come and live with him helped him. I mean, yeah. you know, sometimes you will rise up to... Uh, yeah, and there was a boy named Frederick, and when Werner's describing him, it says, he sees what other people don't. He sees what other people don't. And he did like he's at this camp and he sees the birds and he knows what every bird is and all this, you know, he's able to see beauty amidst brutality. Yeah. And, and it, it's uh, it sees one point it said sees obstacles as opportunities and sees obstacles as inspirations. So, I mean, he was a positive and, and uh, a wealthy person. Mm-hmm. So the story is you know the, it starts off in Paris and we see them the the main character fleeing Paris, but right right before the invasion and they end up in it's is it Saint Malo, Saint Malo, which I didn't really know anything about this town. I don't know if I'm saying that right, Saint Malo, um, but it is in it's like this historic walled city on the coast of France. It, it said in the book which this is true in history it was like there was like 865 buildings within this wall and at the end only 182 remained um devastation yeah and all the ones standing were still damaged to some degree so it's just sad that this beautiful historic walled city that had been there for a long time you know it's just like what's it's it's that was 
um, I think that's a good picture of war. You know, it's just and so the, destructive. The, mm-hmm. And I had put somewhere, you know, like in it, like you did mention there was, um, there was a bad guy, Von Rumpel, and it talks about the war from his viewpoint. And there is another supporting one, the Volheimer, who is with Werner, the big yes. guy. Remember him? Yes. Uh, and it said on, of him, feels his loneliness, feels his loneliness uh, like a disease. Hmm. And then to Werner, he said, what you could be. And here's an, uh, he's a little bit older. He's not a whole lot older than Werner, but I think he's seeing all the potential in Werner and what he could become and then how it's not going to happen. Yeah. Because he could be something good. Yeah. And I, and I, there was a point there where they took uh, Marie down to this place where there were snails on the wall. Do you remember that part? Yeah. Where? Yeah. And so this is the quote I pulled from that. It says, she tries to forget the fear, the hunger, the questions. She must live like the snails moment to moment, centimeter to centimeter. So I said, you know, as we start in a new year, 2022 it's good to plan it's good to have goals and stuff but also don't forget to live centimeter to centimeter just like Ooh, marie laurie yeah, yeah. that because i think present. you can forget the present if you look too far out you know yes even warner point. even warner even uh, oh and another thing anthony door did when you see the letters between judda and warner they're blacked out like they're censored. I thought that was cool. That was cool to, you know, I didn't know that they censored. I mean, that he's a cadet, right? And, they're, yeah. and he's, they censor their, they censor everybody's letters. Yeah. So. And then even in those letters, he would say something sweet. So uh, there's some, because um, the lady, uh, Fra Elena, Elna was, she spoke French. So he, here's Werner, a German kid. He knew French and he, she tried to make their life in the orphanage as good as she could. And at the end of one of those letters, he said, no one makes flower cakes like hers. And I thought that, see, he didn't have to put that in there. Yeah. But I did have a question on one of those letters. Uh, it, It, he said that this German guy said, I I only regret I have but one life to lose for my country. I thought Nathan Hill said that in the Revolutionary War. Did he say, I have one but life to give for my country? Yeah. So he changed so, it, which I feel like is more negative. It's basically saying, like, I'm I'm not, you know, it's a, yeah, not going to make it. Yeah. But, I, I yeah, I, I was like, well, that's kind of copying Nathan Hale, but. And in in that one point, um, she's trying to figure out uh, her uncle, Yatin, and she says, um, this, she realized, is the basis of his fear, all fear. And it was that he did not die. Yes. You know, when he went to war, he felt bad that his, was that his his, uh, brother brother that died? Yes. His brother died and he didn't. So this guilt that he feels that's the basis of his fear. Yes. I mean, it was powerful, a powerful read. Very powerful. And I, you know, it's one of those that I was, 
you stop reading it and you go back, you have to say, okay, where am I, where am I at? Cause you could be anywhere between 1944 and 1941. Is that basically where you were? Yes. And you, but you didn't know which, what you, you have to be careful. <laughs> where are you? Or no, I think it started in the thirties even. Yeah. I think if you look at the very beginning, it starts in 1934. Oh, we'll see. There you go. So that's when she was like six years old in Paris. Well, no, and... it starts in 44. It went back. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, because it starts in 1944 and they're dropping the leaflets as they drop pamphlets in Unbroken. They're dropping leaflets all over Paris. But what good is a leaflet to a blind girl? Yeah. Telling you to leave, you know. Oh, you mean the, the St. Malo or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. It starts at the end. And right. then you go forward, yeah. you know. It's not a straight line for sure. But, no, you know, it's, it's jig jaggy. He does a good job, too, of, because, you you know, she's a this blind girl about helping you understand being, like, what she's going through um, being blind, you know. He does a good job about, about describing. One of my favorite ones was on, uh, when he's talking about, she was reading, a book she was learning to read braille and when she it clicked it her fingers walk the tight ropes of sentences just I, I love that line her fingers walk the tight ropes of sentences and I was like that's mm-hmm. I, I, I love the imagery there and that's how she's reading you know like with her fingers and I had another one that said um hope braids with desperation that was another he he had good wording uh this was another uh, simile about the home where they were growing up, Werner and Jetta, rheumatic fever stalks children's house like a wolf. Ooh. Yeah. That's a good and description. Both, they both had white hair, and I looked that up, and that can be caused by a deficiency or um, a tra- trauma. They lost their father. Could have been both, you know. Ooh, this but, was another good one. Um, when before they've left the city uh it, it she said you know but tension is building in the city but the way he describes it uh, she's and yet everything radiates tension as if the city has been built upon the skin of a balloon and someone is inflating it towards the breaking point Ooh, yeah so, he's good he's yeah, really so good it makes you feel that that pressure people are like is you know war's coming is it coming because they didn't know for a long time so and like you pointed out, which I really wasn't aware of how bad their life was. And when you give some a hungry fish, you dangle a worm. Well, they take the worm, even though there's a hook there. Yes. And that's kind of what the German people did. They took the worm because they didn't see the hook. Because they were starving. Yes. Desperate. And it was just... Um, I mean, amazing. And you're reading this and you're going, I cannot believe people complain today about little, you know, oh, they don't have my orange juice at the store or something. You know, people say, I can't believe they don't have the pulp free. What is that about? And I'm like, really? You know, I think reading helps you get over yourself. I think you're right. I think it definitely helps you have more compassion. It makes you just more aware that not everyone's like you, you know, and, and just gives you more of a, uh, basically just knowledge of, of other people, other things, other situations. Well, 
And when we go back to those um, traits that we talked about in 2021, this this book is strong on perseverance and uh, empathy. You know, she she is confused about her uncle, but yet she does have empathy for him. Yes. You know, but she's confused, of course. But at one time, this is one of those where it made my heart happy because, um, of course, she that she can't read people because she can't see. But she feels like she's a burden. And then he does. And it's hard for him to put himself out there. But he says, you are the best thing that has ever come into my life. Aww. Oh, well, she'll live on that for the rest of her life. Yes. So that's a, another point you can learn from this book is tell people how much they mean to you. That's, oh, that's good. That's, yes. And we don't, we don't, because we're so busy sometimes. We're not in the present moment, just like you said earlier, you know. Centimeter by centimeter. And so at the end of the year, I always start thinking about what's my new word for the next year. And I, every word I come upon, I've come upon, I love, you know, I'm like, okay, I can make it centimeter. Enjoy yeah. the moment. Yeah. Centimeter. And then I'm like steadfast perseverance. And so I I'm, I'm still thinking of it. I haven't come up with it yet. And today's the day. Yes. I'm going to spend time doing that today too. I love having a word of the year. We've done that for a while, but I think it, it, it definitely helps give you um, focused energy towards something when you have a word, you know, it, because it's, it's usually a word, you can remember a word and it just, that helps you have focused energy towards that, what you're well, wanting to work on. And, you know, some people think it's dumb, but I, I will say that, you know, when you see a lying tamer and he always has that, that stool with the four points, that is so, because the lion can't focus on all four of the legs of that stool. So it defocuses. If Satan can defocus you and say, well, you, you can't, we can't do all things, but we could do one thing and work on that. And then the next year, pick another word. So I said, it helps me to focus. I did not know that about the lion. That's fascinating. Yes. I read I, that in a Willard Tate book, which I said, oh my goodness, that's perfect with the word of the year about, yeah. Cause you know, all lion tabers, they have that stool. Yeah. And and Really? I've never, I've never asked why. I've never thought like, why do you have a stool? <laughs> That's yeah. hilarious. So it's because they can't focus. Yeah, it breaks up their focus. Because if it wasn't for the stool, they'd be focused on the line tamer. Oh, yeah. But now you see four ends of the stool. So it breaks up your focus, you know. So, you know, sometimes you, you hear people make a list and think, well, I'm going to make a list of 10 New Year's resolutions. Well, you're, you're not going to make it. Yeah. You know, but if you have one and let's say you could, in, if it's the year 22, 2022, think of one word. Like if I pick the word centimeter by centimeter, if I chose centimeter uh, to think of 22 different ways I could implement that in my life. Ooh, that's good. That's how you could do that. Yeah. And, and give it feet, give your word some feet and say, okay, well, first of all, I could, list three things I'm grateful for every day. That's living, you know, I could do that and, and just keep on adding to that list and come up with, and you're focusing on that one. I think sometimes when you go small, you really go large. Ooh, I love that. That really brings some, you can dive deep into your word. I love that. Yeah. That's going to be my goal. I'm going to try it. So, okay. I want to do it too. 
I think that's yeah. well, good. Go for it. See, yeah. Yeah. I, I really do, you know, in, are we going to be perfect? No, we're not going to be perfect, but I think we'll be heading in the right direction. Yes. So I really. And write it down. I, I, <laughs> yes. Write it down. And I, I would encourage everyone to start out the new year and get you a book stack. And this morning, you know, you were asking me how many books have we read? Well, I write them all down. Uh, and I'm the unorganized one, but uh, my, the people at Wright Elementary gave me this book and it says books I've read. So I have an actual place to write them down. But I would say you could use a notebook or anything and write them down because when you were getting them together for the book stack uh, picture, you said, wow, we've read a lot. Even, <laughs> yeah, it adds up. And yeah, like I, I told my husband this morning because I finished the Bible for the uh, the Bible recap. Um, which we're going to do that again together. We didn't do it together last year. You had a different thing you did. Um, so this year we're doing the Bible recap. So if y'all want to join Bible recap um, and it has a podcast. And so you, you read the section of the Bible and then you go and you listen to the podcast. And it's only like, it's like a seven minute, five to seven minute podcast. That's like kind of recapping, but it's really interesting because she throws in stuff, um, historical stuff or, um, cultural stuff, cultural stuff, all this different stuff that, you know, kind of changes your, the way you see things too. So, and helps or you deepens. keep it. Yeah. It kind of deepens it. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, so I loved it last year and I'm doing this year in a different, um, translation. I did, uh, the new living last year and I'm doing the, the English standard version this year, but I can't like, believe it. We didn't even talk about it, but that's my version. That's oh, what I'm awesome. doing. So that's awesome. Cool. cool. ESV. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I, uh, I did have a thing about, uh, on this one, it said something about, did, did you write it down about a diamond, uh, is only a piece of carbon compressed. So I wanted to end on that because when you're going through hard times, maybe you are becoming a diamond, you know, a diamond, mm -hmm. you, you don't get to be a diamond if nothing happens. That's true. It's got to be com com compressed because, yeah, we forgot to mention there's a whole little intrigue in the background of this about this jewel. And there's a story behind the jewel. We kind of forgot to tell that. Yeah, we. Yeah, because and again, that was something I wasn't aware of, that Hitler was trying to accumulate kind of all of the world's uh, treasures and not just but like paintings, like Rembrandt's, like all like all these treasures and statues and jewels like anything of culture he was trying to accumulate all of that and have it in berlin right or have it in a his Some own might say steel <laughs> steel yeah because yeah. he wasn't paying for it but no they, stealing they, yeah yeah he was collect collecting is a nice word well I, mean, I don't know if you knew that though the whole some people think the reason he became the person he was is because he was refused he was rejected when he tried to get into art school hmm. so he was an art person he liked that okay so, so that makes yeah. sense then why he was they, that would be a feather in his hat so yeah he was set on okay you wouldn't let me into your crummy school so now i'm just going to take all the art and i'll have it anyway so you know of the entire world yeah yeah as i take over you know and uh there's a lot of cool words in this book but one that probably goes well with the the theme is in your i-n-u-r-e and it means harden make insensitive and that word is 
what they were trying to do in your in your yeah and like you said desensitize people and I, I liked it what they said about science in the book they said science is made up from mistakes but they are mistakes which little by little lead to the truth and mm. you know I'm thinking if we left it alone and didn't have the propaganda behind there we would end up at the truth but like in our society today nobody's looking for the truth mm-hmm They're wanting their slant on stuff. So therefore we're not learning from our mistakes and little by little leading to the truth. We're, we're just giving more propaganda. So interesting read. If you're looking for, uh, I would say a a marathon book that you really want to work out, grab all the light we cannot see. So let me ask you this though, before we go, what, so all the light we cannot see, what, what is your interpretation of the light? that we cannot see. I was thinking truth. You think it's truth? Mm-hmm. You know, at first I thought, well, she's blind. She can't see it. And then I said, no, because the, plona- the, plona- the pronoun is plural. We. So it's not about her being blind. Is the we referring to her and Werner? All people. See, I think, I don't know. What about like- you? Because for like it starts off with Warner when he hears the music for the he's I don't know if he's ever heard music in his life. Remember? Yeah. And he hears the 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 is it Claire de Lune, the Debussy, I think yeah. it was what gets mm-hmm. played. But and and that's and he hears that later on again. But I'm just like that's I it, I think it could be truth, but it could be something like like beauty or I don't know what that, what the musical side would be, but it's, you know what I'm saying? Cause that, I feel like that mm-hmm. was something that. Um, well, I mean, truth can be knowledge too. I mean, all the things we cannot see because he and Jetta Werner and Jetta were really blessed by uh, Yatin's brother who did the, who did the radio broadcast and yeah. blessed them. And he was very, uh, I mean, he, he taught them so many things before Hitler took over, you know, and uh, I, that's why I say it's truth, though, to know what's out there, to show people, you know, you're, you're, you have to pick a side, you know, yeah. you cannot, you cannot be Switzerland, yeah. you've got to pick a side, and his uncle was doing what he could to bring light, seeing it wasn't anything you could see over a radio. Yeah. It's kind of like the podcast. Podcasts can bring light. But really, you can't ever see it. But it's, it's, it, you can empower people to go read and do things. So that brings light, like you know, that's true. A light bulb, yeah. Truth. Like Very it. good title, by the way, Anthony Door. Way yeah. to go. Good read. Way to go, buddy. And so that's a wrap on all the light we cannot see. If you haven't read it, we recommend it um, as another kind of a historical fiction book. And we will see you on the next one.